Hey guys, it's Devin. I'm a psychiatrist, host of the Huddle Wisdom podcast. Merry Christmas to all of you. You made it to the end. Congratulations. I had no idea what I was going to talk about before I started recording. Um, it's the end of the year-ish. Uh, and it's been a memorable, memorable, mem <laughs> it's been a remarkable year because it's the year that I started this podcast and I've learned a lot. I figured maybe what I'll do is summarize the main themes that, uh, that we've covered this year. And it's been a big year. It, well, it's been a big three or four years um, for many people. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, so much content has been pumped out. Pumped out the last three or four years. I think because so many people have stayed at home uh, for reasons which I'm sure you know about. Because I know you love and hate hearing about all the COVID shenanigans. COVID this, COVID that. Right? So, main themes. Uh, number one, you can't predict the future, but you should prepare for it and hope for the best. I, um, I, I've become a real um, proponent of Bayes' theorem. Uh, the past year. Uh, lots of my patients, they come to me and they ask me, you know, what's the best way to, uh, to go about living their lives to maximize good outcomes in the future? Um, and I, I used to come at this from the perspective of someone who thinks that, who thought that they could help someone um, uh, you know, increase the chances of a future outcome being positive by, by simply um, offering advice about what they should do in the future. Um, and I came to realize that that was really not <clears throat> the best use of their time. Uh, because you can't predict what happens in the future. You can only control what is proximate, you know, what is here and now. Um, or even then, your control is limited, you know, because you can only really control yourself, um, or at least the self that you know, <laughs> or are conscious of, or aware of. You can't control the future. But I believe you can tilt the odds of a favorable outcome into the future if you adopt um, certain practices and if you 
um, develop good enough habits to help you to achieve those ends. I do think that over time, um, your chances of good outcomes in the future is going to be better if you can do things in the here and now and focusing on what's right in front of you in the here and now, in the present. The past is really, um, I suppose, uh, you, you know, you, it, learning from the past is like trying to extract lessons by looking through the rear view mirror. Um, you know, you, you're looking backwards, but um, you're driving forward. And the more you drive forward, the smaller the past will look in the background, right? And um, it may become less relevant. Um, so the second thing I learned is that the past is not always um, the best place to look for information um, to help you figure out what you're going to do in the future unless you can um, uncover certain patterns that reliably repeat over long periods of time um, so for example um, this is a dumb example. Um, <clears throat> a black shoe has always been a black shoe. And so you can reliably count on that black shoe remaining a black shoe in the future. I'm using the, this black shoe example because I'm looking at a black shoe right in front of me right now. But when you try and apply um, the same concept to humans, you get into trouble because humans tend to be somewhat unpredictable and um, people's behavior can surprise you uh, depending on the context, the situation, um, certain stressors, you know, precipitating factors, <clears throat> precipitating stresses um, can be unpredictable. And so people's behavior aren't always going to be easy to predict. Uh, but however, having said that, if you can see certain patterns that appear to uh, repeat themselves over time, especially in different contexts and different situations, then it is likely that that same pattern is uh, probably going to repeat itself into the future. Um, for example, um, a friend of mine laughs at toilet humor. So it's, it's just something that we know about him. He laughs at jokes that 
you know, toilet humor jokes, right? In different situations, different contexts, night and day, over time, when he was young, when he's older, he's always laughed at toilet jokes. And so I can reliably predict that in the future, when I tell a joke about body movements, he's going to laugh. He's likely to laugh, right? I can reliably, reliably predict the, the uh, likelihood of laughter happening if I tell a toilet joke, right? But I'm not going to be able to predict whether he's going to buy stock in a toilet paper company. <laughs> ah, that was a dumb example, sorry. Because <clears throat> I don't know what his patterns of behavior are when it comes to buying stock or selling stock. Right? Um, I also can't predict whether he's going to be happy down the road or sad down the road. Um, maybe I can if, um, you know, he's happy or sad uh, in the context of a certain situation under circumstances. If those circumstances repeat in the future, maybe I can predict the likelihood of him being happy or sad in that context in the future, right? But unless I've seen that before happen over and over again in a repeated way, it's very difficult to reliably predict his behavior going forward. Right? So the second point I wanted to make is while we can't um, predict what's going to happen in the future, we're still responsible for what we do in the here and now. So we have to make decisions or good enough decisions based on present information informed by past information taken with a grain of salt and acknowledge that our projections about the future are merely projections that you can't rely on projections into the future you can o you, you can only you can only um, apply probability ratios to certain potential outcomes you're expecting or hope to expect. I hope that makes sense. Why do I talk about this? I talk about this because um, Um, and a number of my patients, um, my clients, they, they want to make sure that their loved ones are not going to do something that they regret later on in the future. So 
or they, <clears throat> they want to make sure that they don't do something that they regret in the future. So they want to try and control their situation as much as they can to prevent um, an adverse outcome, uh, which is kind of the definition of risk, right? Um, to me, risk is, in essence, the, the likelihood of a bad outcome. Obviously, you can't control future events. You can't control um, uh, the future. You can't, therefore, you can't predict it. But what you can control are certain habits. Sorry, but what you can control in the here and now are things like your habits. Um, the way you think, uh, your interactions with others, and how you treat yourself, your body, what you eat, your nutrition, how you sleep, when you sleep, all, all those sorts of things you are in your power to control. Yes, I accept that some people will have less energy to um, uh, to control those things because they might be uh, depressed and have very low energy and low motivation, etc., etc. But there's still things that you can do to control your situation in the here and now. There's still things you can do in your power to help yourself. To help yourself improve the likelihood of desired outcomes down the line. So for example, <clears throat> I had one patient many years ago, so depressed, could not get out of bed, right? I had to go and do a home visit. Dr. Tan, whatever you suggest is going to be useless because I am too tired, I can't get out of bed. I can't do anything, can't do anything at all. <clears throat> Useless. You, you can't do anything? No, can't do anything. What are you doing now? I'm lying in bed. You're doing a lot more than that. What are you doing? What do you mean? Well, you're talking to me, aren't you? You're moving your lips. You're taking air in and out of your body. You're um, having to think about what you're going to say next. But you're doing that quickly so that you can articulate what you want to say clearly, which you're doing very well. You're also sitting up in your bed talking to me. So clearly some of your muscles work. Well, they work well enough for you to sit up, right? So I imagine that <clears throat> in your bed, in order to sit upright, you have to move from a, a supine position into a seated position, right? That takes muscles. And so what I want you to do is tomorrow, I want you to focus on putting one foot out of bed. Just one foot out of bed, put it on the floor. The next day, put two feet on the floor. Next day, I want you to stand up. 
The next day, I want you to take a few steps forward. The next day, I want you to walk to the kitchen. The next day, I want you to make you some breakfast. Make yourself some breakfast. Oh, I can't do that. You can't make yourself breakfast. Well, of course you can't, because you're in bed. You've told me that. You can't do anything because you're too tired, so you stay in bed. But if you start doing what I tell you to do, you'll get there. You'll get there. I believe. I don't know that for sure, but hey, what I know that is in your power right now, right here, and I can tell you this because you're doing it, so therefore I can predict that you can do that, which is sit up and put your foot on the bed. I can predict that because you're doing that right now. So I'm using present information, right? I'm not saying that you're going to be 100% uh, guaranteed to be able to cook breakfast. I don't know that. I don't know that, but what I do know is tomorrow you can put one foot out of your bed. Because if you've got the muscles to sit up, your hip flexors obviously work. It takes much less energy to put your foot over the bed. So you can do that. You get my point. You get my point. So we can't predict the future, but you can control something in the here and now. But you have to commit, you have to decide that you want a better life for yourself. I know it's not as simple as that. But it is. However, it's not easy. I recognize that. I acknowledge that. Listen, I've suffered from depression myself. Um, it's different for everyone, but I tell you, uh, recovery is possible. Maybe you won't recover uh, everything that you had been able to do in the past, but I believe that you can do something. I don't know what that something is going to be, but something that is edifying, something that is of value, that is even just marginally better, more wholesome, more edifying than it was yesterday. Something, something. My friends, I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year going forward. I hope you have a wonderful day now. You can change how you feel right now by doing something. I guarantee you, do, do something right now, you will feel different. But yes, I acknowledge you actually have to put in a bit of effort to do that. Doing something. The third theme, I think, um, I think it's, maybe I would summarize it to say, think for yourself. Don't follow the crowd. Okay. But listen to me, listen to, to Devin Tan. 
<coughs> That's not fair because sometimes I don't listen to myself. So <laughs> um, take every advice you hear with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, these, these are just my opinions. I'm not your psychiatrist. I'm not your doctor. Um, but these are just my opinions. You can listen to it if you want to. If you don't want to, just, you know, switch to another podcast. Um, no skin off my nose. Um, I still appreciate you coming and um, giving some of your time. Um, um, ugh, I've run out of things to say. That's probably a good thing because you have better things to do in your life. Right now, right here, do something. I will see you next year, my friends. I'm going overseas for a couple of weeks to see family. And um, depending on my schedule, I may or may not be able to do a, an episode. Um, but I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And um, that might be quite fun, actually, doing a podcast from someplace exotic. Um, going back to Malaysia for uh, a couple of weeks. I'm going to eat a lot of food. I'm going to see if I can check out one of the local jiu-jitsu gyms. Probably going to get smashed. One, because it's incredibly hot over there. I'm not used to it anymore. I, haven't, I, need, I need at least a week to acclimatize. Um, I'm going to see family, which would be great. And um, yeah, hopefully it'll be refreshing, energizing, re-energizing, reinvigorating so that I can bring you more content next year, my friends. I hope that you have a good one. By the way, <clears throat> um, we, you still have time to apply the discount code XMAS2022 to the Empathic Discipline course. I need a better name for it, but basically it's a bunch of ideas, um, concepts to help you um, parent with much less stress. Right? You know, the kids don't listen, uh, the kids don't do what you want. Um, th that's because they are their own people. But how do you influence them in a way that is positive, in a way that is going to help them, help themselves do better in life? Well, go to huddlewisdom.com forward slash practice, apply the discount code, you get the course, gift it to someone. You've got till the 31st of December before the discount code expires it's 70% off by the way money back guarantee all that sort of stuff lifetime access it's awesome I wish I had this course when I was starting my parenting journey it would have made a world of difference to me so this course is just a distillation of um, all that I've learned from my own experience and from other people distilled for you um, in easy to adopt um, ideas, concepts, and practices to help you be a better parent, better teacher, carer, um, employer even. These concepts apply to all humans. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> go and check it out. If you don't believe me, have a look at some testimonials on there. And um, yeah, anyway, enough plugging. Um, God bless. Love you, my friends. See you next year.